the pleasure choke. His nose used to bleed when he feared he wouldn't be able to satisfy a woman in bed. I only know that because his favorite story to tell a crowd was about the night he and Julia met. According to his side of the story, and I never did hear her, she was the one that came on to him. He was lying in bed around midnight watching the Breaking Bad episode Ozymandias when she knocked on his door with a pizza. She knew he couldn't resist pizza. We all know Jacob can't resist pizza. So even though they'd only met once before and she did nothing but frustrate him, he let her inside. She didn't care about Breaking Bad, but she was an English major, so her familiarity with the poem Ozymandias came on without warning. Over Hank being killed, spoiler alert, she recited the poem. I know, Jacob. If Jacob didn't have a slice of pizza jammed down his throat. If Julia wasn't beautiful. If he hadn't seen the episode before, he most certainly would have socked her right in the nose until she bled. That is just a figure of speech, of course. Jacob was a pacifist, if nothing else. An existentialist, too. An atheist. But somehow he felt the world had purpose every Yom Kippur when he temporarily got in touch with his Judaism. The details are fuzzy from here, as Jacob only told this part of the story once. But I think Julia took the remote, turned off the TV, and stuck her hand between his legs. It had been over two years since Jacob had slept with anybody, and he didn't know what to do. So he did what any cowardly lion would. He told her to leave. She asked if he thought she wasn't pretty. And he said pretty had nothing to do with it. What he couldn't tell her, and this is the part I think he's only ever told me, is that his medications were preventing him from getting erections. And since he didn't want children, he never told his doctor. Well, Julia, Julia broke down crying. Jacob handed her a tissue and she asked if she could grab a glass of water before she left. He obliged. And then he said, slow motion kicked in. He said he watched her walk away from him and there was some sort of rise. Something had risen. It wasn't Jacob's Johnson. It was his conscience. He couldn't let this beautiful girl walk home crying, feeling that the guy she wanted didn't want her. So he stood up and pulled her hair back and kissed her on the back of the neck. By the time he grabbed his own glass of water and drank it, she was naked on the bed. His only choice was to get naked too. So he did. And he crawled on top of her and the blood started pouring out of his nose. But she didn't stop it or move or act disgusted. She laughed. She welcomed it. What if I have AIDS? asked Jacob. You don't have AIDS, she said. Let me get a tissue, he said back. Before he could move, she tightened her legs around his ass and pulled his pelvis inward until by some miracle he became erect inside her. It took one thrust for blood to stop. It took two thrusts to get her talking. I want you to choke me, she said. What? he questioned. I want you to stick your hand around my throat and choke me. I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that. I'm giving you permission. I don't know if I can give myself permission. She relinquished her legs, he pulled out, and he finished all over the sheets. Do you have a dog? she asked. Yeah, my family has one. My family has one too. His name is Topsy Turvy. And depending on who you talk to, he's called Gilbert, Sullivan, TT, Double T, Topsy, or Turvy. I like to call him Topsy.
Okay. Sometimes we give Topsy a bone, and he chokes on the bone, but he keeps wagging his tail through it. It's almost what I like to call a pleasure choke, because he's dying, but it tastes so fucking good he doesn't care. Okay, Jacob wondered further. I want you to pleasure choke me, she said. I don't get it. Is the bone a euphemism for a dick? Like you want to gag on my dick? Does your dick taste good? I don't know. Jacob laughed. I doubt it tastes good, so no, I don't want to choke on your dick. I want your hand to wrap around my throat while you fuck me. That's what I mean by a pleasure choke. By some strange chance, Topsy died that night. Though Jacob had no interest in Julia, he felt so bad that he continued to see her for another three weeks. He pleasure choked her, just like she asked. But he never was able to look at the dog the same. That is until he was watching the finale of Breaking Bad and got so enthralled he choked on a slice of pizza. On the one hand, he was dying, and on the other hand, it was the tastiest slice of pizza he ever had. Obviously, he was able to cough it up, or I wouldn't be telling you this story. But, uh, one day, a few years later, Jacob was walking around Austin when he spotted Julia walking a dog across the street. He was going to say hi when he noticed a man walk out of an ice cream shop and kiss her. What he didn't know, and I know because I was walking with him, is that she spotted him too. And when she saw him, she took a bone from her purse and jammed it down her dog's throat. I watched him pleasure choke, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but ever since I saw that dog's tail wagging, I wanted to try it myself. But it's an iffy thing, you know? You tell this shit to the wrong girl and you're fucking done. Anyway, don't tell Jacob I told you this story. He likes to tell it himself too much. But when he does tell it, tell him you liked it so much that you want to hear it again. And pay attention. Pay close attention because the details will change in a matter of minutes. Sometimes he calls her Julie instead of Julia. Sometimes he leaves out the AIDS bit. And sometimes he tells you he was watching The Sopranos instead of Breaking Bad. All I know is his nose doesn't bleed anymore and that before he chokes anyone, he always comes up with a safe hand signal and a safe word. The hand signal is the middle finger from any free hand and the word is either topsy or turvy. It depends how much the girl reminds him of Julia. Commentary on The Pleasure Choke This story is not based on reality or any person that is real or anyone that is made up. It is absolutely nothing. It is from thin air. It does not exist. There is no basis. But if it was based on anyone or anything, which it's not, it's purely coincidence if it is, but it's not, I would say to that person, I hope you're doing well. Um, Because it's been a while since we spoke, if you were a real person, but you're not. This is not based on anything. This is completely fabricated from thin air. Okay, the next story up is called The Incision Part 1. It is my favorite story in the piece because it's how personal it is. Uh, It really means a lot to me, and I open up some things about myself that I don't really share publicly. So you'll find out about that more if you listen to The Incision Part 1. It's a pretty sad story. Uh, When I read it to my mom the first time, I mean, she is my mom, but when I read it to her, she cried a lot. So just be prepared with those tissues. 